Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined, as always, by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Hola! For our Spanish-speaking listeners. All right, let's uh, start the show off by uh, my journey on the internet to find the weird and to find the obscure, and then, of course, ask for a tech perspective. Uh, and I want to start off with something that happened in uh, just just public service announcement at this point. When you opened up your Twitter app today, you may have noticed. <laughs> wow, that that took a while. And I'm not sure of the theme. Is it Caribbean? You may have noticed when you opened up your Twitter app today that you were prompted to change your password. Uh, apparently, uh, today's actually also International Password Day. I really wish I was kidding. I'm not. Uh, and Twitter realized that um, uh, everyone's passwords were saved in a plain text file somewhere on their server. They said that there wasn't any kind of breach. There was nothing that they knew of. However, they recommended that everybody change their password. Uh, so well, at least they're being transparent about it. Right. Yeah, at least they're saying something to their users about it. Uh, I promptly uh, went and changed my password. Did you too? I, Brian, I know you barely use Twitter. Did you change your password? I did indeed change my password because I actually opened Twitter today. It was weird. I did not. I did not open Twitter. Today. I didn't know my old password. So when they prompted me to change my password, it was like old password. I'm like, I don't know. So I did forgot password and then changed my password. So apparently because today was chain, you know, a password day, there were also uh, warnings issued to Verizon Fios customers and a uh, freight schedule pickup system uh, that said, hey, uh, <clears throat> my bad. You got to change it. Brian Roman actually gave me the tip on Verizon Fios and the uh, the, the freight pickup system. Uh, that uses it at his job. So thanks for for those up. So just here's what I'll say. Uh, I, I as we all know, I am extremely cheap, right? We can all agree on the fact that I'm extremely cheap. No, I I pay for you. A- you that's not no. You're not cheap. You actually go into the theater just to buy concessions and then leave. <laughs> that's the CJ I know. I I actually pay for a password manager. I, I pay for something called Dashlane. Uh, I recommend it. We don't have any kind of promo or affiliate with them at all. I just I, I think it's a, a great platform. Uh, if you are looking for something else or if one password, check these things out. They're relatively inexpensive. They generate passwords for you. So when stuff like this happens, even if someone gets your password, they don't have your password for everything. Uh, you can spread passwords around the Internet. So I recommend a password manager. I don't know how you two feel about those, but I, I, I would tell people to start looking into that. How do you remember your passwords? So you get a master password. There's one password to rule to them rule all. To rule them all. Right? But it's obviously a password that you don't use anywhere else, right? So you do have to make a fresh That's the one I would forget. Nah. Yeah. No. That's the only one I would forget. Yep. No, I, I, I you, you, you would think that, but you won't because now you don't have to remember any other passwords. You only have to remember one password. But I can't. Right, because I've been using the same like five passwords forever. Yeah. Then get luminosity and help your your memory. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. By the way, that stuff's all mumble doubly stuff. So I just want to follow up with the fact that hey, if you're a Twitter user, uh, go ahead and, and change your Twitter password. And if you get emails about changing your password, just use caution because it could also be phishing. So good luck on the internet. It's a crazy world out there. The other thing I want to bring up is a little bit of follow up, and I love this headline that I found on Gizmodo because. It's so true. At this point, MoviePass is just messing with us. Uh, last week, you heard me talk about the fact that they changed their plans to a quarterly plan, and you get iHeartRadio Plus, and people were kind of bummed about this because now instead of seeing uh, one movie a day, it's now only four movies a month. 
Well, the MoviePass CEO just gave an interview and said that he never planned to abandon the flagship product that everybody loved. And at some point, it will be coming back. But this right now was just a promotion, and the Unlimited plan will be coming back. Why, MoviePass? Stop stop doing this, all right? You're already weird to begin with, and when I explain you to people, they already are thinking it's, it's a strange concept. Don't Don't make this more complicated than it has to be. But I'm for those confused. of you who are looking to sign up for MoviePass, the $10 a month plan of Unlimited is coming back. I'm confused. What is a promotion about seeing less movies a month? I don't know. I think it's the fact that they're also like, hey, the promotion is, hey, iHeartRadio, huh? Like, yeah, you got that. And I don't, I don't know why there's a promotion. Who, who, who uses iHeartRadio in a world with <laughs> Spotify and Apple Music? Yes, exactly. People who, who hearts radio anymore. Radio. Nobody hearts radio. Nobody. Nobody hearts radio. Uh, and and the, the move that he said, because he did give an interview uh, a few weeks ago. It was like, nah, I don't really know if we'll ever come back. He just said, oh, that's marketing 101. If people knew that the movie A Day Plan was coming back, they may not be interested in the iHeartRadio deal. Hey, FYI, no one was interested in the iHeartRadio deal to begin with. They just wanted the movie pass. So anyway, this is weird. Movie pass is a weird company. They're going to change everything on the drop of a dime. If a plan is out and you like it, buy it immediately. They did make a change, which I thought had always been a part of the movie pass terms and conditions, which is you can only see a movie once with movie pass. Apparently, that wasn't the way it was when people signed up for it. I don't remember that, but hey, that's what it is. You only see a movie one time. That's you can only back. see the. So you can only see Avengers once on the movie pass. Yes. And then repeat viewings, you have to pay full price. Correct. Like I went and that's saw dumb. I saw movie pass no, in, that, I, that's in, dumb. in IMAX and I paid I paid my money, the real world money to get ticket, and I'm gonna go tomorrow to uh the local theater and I'm gonna use my movie pass to go see it in non IMAX. So. Nope, nope, nope. So no, nope. I don't trust. I don't trust any of this. This is why I didn't. No, no, no. I don't IMAX. have a problem with this. I have a problem with anybody seeing that movie not in IMAX. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to hold off any talk about Avengers: Infinity War to the end of the show. So if you haven't seen it, again, what have you done with your life? God, these, you these are the, these are the, the things that frustrate me, CJ. I I I agree with you, man. I'm right Clearly, they've made mistakes with their life. Right. They're poor decisions. <laughs> true. And you poor what the, decisions. We, we accept you, but at the same time, we're judging you. I just hope you know that you're accepted. We like you, but also, but also, um, you're wearing pink, and that's a problem. I don't like them. <laughs> that's fine. I hey, like Josh pink. Burns. Pink is good. Yeah. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Nope. Tell me if you heard this before. Sprint and T and T Mobile have announced that they're going to merge. Yeah. Is it 2007, 2014, or 2011? Yeah, I I said to Laura, I'll believe it when I see it, but they're apparently all over the news about it, and this seems more serious than the last couple times. Yeah. There were a couple articles that I read about this that really kind of brought up a good point. Right now, with the four major carriers, T-Mobile jumped Sprint is in third now, uh, and they've been making some some strides in their network. Uh, AT&T and Verizon still have a lot of spectrum, a lot of good yeah. network that they, they're, they're doing. And Sprint is floundering. Sprint's not not doing as well as they should be. They made their investment in WiMAX years ago. This is super nerdy. They made their investment in bad 4G years ago, and they just haven't been able to really re- recoup. And a lot of people are saying, hey, this is bad. Now we're going to have three carriers we're, you know, instead of having four. Uh, and I read one analyst who said, yeah, we're going to have three carriers, but – Right now, we have one carrier that's just not doing well. Like they're they're, they're not making money. They're they're doing poorly. Wouldn't you rather have three good wireless companies instead of two good companies and two mediocre ones? So I'm curious, what you think about this? 
the the merger still doesn't get T-Mobile and Sprint close to the size of AT&T and Verizon um, as far as uh, users. It would be 100 million customers when they combine. Yeah. And what's the total market? Uh, I wish I could tell you. I don't right. Have it's quite a bit larger. Um, that's that's actually neither here nor there. My My real concern is combining these two force you, I believe – um, into either a higher cost postpaid or prepaid situation, right? So like right now, Sprint and T-Mobile are both affordable solutions. They are certainly more credit friendly. They're more marketable to young folks, right? Y- if you take that away and, and combine them, make them bigger, I think you start seeing plans more, more priced competitively with AT&T and Verizon. So there's additional cost there, which essentially forces everyone away from what you get with a postpaid carrier into prepaid. I disagree with you. Uh, John Ledger, the CEO of T-Mobile has been extremely vocal over his tenure at T-Mobile of being a customer centric, but B really fighting the, the big two on price. Like it has to be a competitive market. And there's so many other carriers. You know, you've got uh, other carriers out there that are are doing like uh, Google Fi. Uh, you've got Freedom Pop. You've got some other networks that are borrowing you know networks from from larger carriers. There's still a lot of choice out there. And in my opinion, and this is not based off of any uh, analytics, but just more anecdotal evidence, is T-Mobile has always been competitive. I think they still will be competitive. I think the story that they're saying of like, we got to get to 5G before China, and 5G has got to be the, like, this is why we're doing it. I think that's bullshit. I mean, I think that's straight up just marketing bullshit. I don't think it's about 5G. I just really think it's about the fact that Sprint's not doing well. T-Mobile would like that spectrum and like that technology, and that's it. And we've seen T-Mobile switch carrier from uh, G, uh, from uh, CDMA to GSM with, with Metro PCS. So they've, they've done this before. Uh, and to me, I think this is only going to make competition really, really tough between the, the three major carriers. Yeah, I think T-Mobile's prices go up. I don't think so. Okay. And you know what? We shall see. Brian, I know you care nothing about this. Is there anything about this that excites you at all? I have a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's, your, who's your carrier? AT&T. AT&T. And I have yeah, You'll never switch, right? No, I'm not going to switch. I'm happy with AT&T. I don't need no fancy bullcrap that pays for my Netflix. I got money. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. So, I, I, and, I, and that's the other part, too. I've really enjoyed my T-Mobile service. So, I, I Josh, I, I'm hoping I'm right, and, and I'm really hoping you're wrong, not for the sense of I'm right, you're wrong, but, like, I, I, I just... I don't want that reality that you described to be true. I, I, I'm an optimist, and I hope that it'll stay that way. So. Yeah, but doesn't it seem logical is, I guess, where I'm at? Like, can't you see the, the the every carrier saying, you know what? We have postpaid and we have prepaid. Right. And, and sort of they are very two very separate programs. And you, you can cut all this shit, but I want to I talk about it for a sure, second. Sure. Knowing that, doesn't it make sense then that T-Mobile would say, you know what? We, we have identified a, 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 like a severe – gap between these two customer groups because there is a pretty big gap there yeah, right absolutely wouldn't wouldn't they align more on the postpaid side with the big carriers and also similarly beat them at the prepaid game capturing more market share sprint has the best prepaid out there yes but but that's through leasing it through virgin mobile what's the damn terminology VMO? boost virgin yeah mvno mvno yeah. 
they do it through that, right? And I think they would just kind of open it up to more the MNO and and not MVNO. T-Mobile, T-Mobile has huge prepaid, prepaid kits, right? They have Simple Mobile, right? They have uh, Metro uh, PCS, Metro PCS, right? Business, Metro PCS. Look, if you drive into a neighborhood and there's a Metro PCS store and a Cash for Gold place, just get out. (laughs) You're at the wrong place. I hear. I listen. I I do hear what you're saying. And if it was any other carrier. Seriously, if this was Verizon, this was AT&T, or if Sprint was buying T-Mobile and not the other way around, I would say no contest. Absolutely, you're right. That's this what is they hope to consumers. become. That's what they hope to become. They no, just want to. They just so. want to do it while wearing tight jeans and a blazer. <laughs> no, they want to do it with leather jackets and and by saying "fuck you" on on on, on press phone calls. Right. Uh, John Ledger, I think he's just he's just fucking baseline batshit batch crazy cocaine and and Red Bull, and I think he is crazy enough to not do what the big carriers are done. They're still going to be the uncarrier, and I I think that's I honestly believe that's what they're going to do. As a shareholder, I hope that's what they do as well. I want them to actually like stay where you are. You're doing great. You're growing customers enormously. You've got some great technology out there that no one else has. Keep that shit up. So I, I honestly believe that they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Again, that right. 5G bullshit is literally marketing bullshit so that the FCC goes, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah 5G will beat China. Oh, we're there. But other than that. Good talk, man. I, I appreciate the debate. Yeah. Will they be called Trent Mobile, Ben? Is that their couple name? No, they will. They will be called T-Mobile. They're going to stay with the T-Mobile part. I have a like a lightning round I want to do on Amazon. I, there's there's three topics that they kind of came out with over the last week. They had a big release. They talked about the earnings, but I really want to talk about a few things. Number one, Amazon is going to be changing the pricing for their Prime membership uh, by twenty percent. They're going from a hundred dollars to a hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, to, to to become an Amazon Prime customer annually, um, which puts it on par with their monthly plan at that point. And um, looking at my wife and I and, and how we're using Amazon Prime, we're not big Amazon shoppers. This $20 for us is is just a bridge a little bit too far, and we may cancel our service. So I'm curious what you think about the fact that Amazon's going to be increasing the pricing. Ooh. I don't understand when you said the words not big Amazon shoppers. What did you mean by that? Yeah, we don't buy anything off of Amazon really. They don't like having their time back, Josh. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, I've I've I have I have taken your words. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to roll this back a second. How uh do you guys do like Costco or Sam's Club memberships? Yes, we have Costco. Costco, okay. So have you compared the price for your paper products and whatnot from Costco to Amazon Pantry? Um, no. Okay, well, have. that's something that, A, you should do. Uh, well, here's the kicker to this, though, is that because we live in an apartment and not a house, if we do any kind of big delivery like paper towels, toilet papers, diapers, that's stuff that gets dropped off at the post office most of the time. Our carriers oh, here are, are shit. Right, and I'm right. not going no. to the post okay, office. Okay, no, no, totally, totally. If it look, if uh, here's, I have like five Amazon boxes a week minimum coming to my house. So this this twenty bucks, I'm like, ha, twenty bucks, man. I I'll burn twenty bucks. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, right. I will. I I will spend a hundred dollars on an app just to try it out. So <laughs> twenty bucks, yeah, bring it. 
Uh, Brian, what about you? Are you an Amazon person at all? What do you think about the fact that there are changes are planned to, to 120? I don't. I don't have five boxes coming to me a week, but when I do get something, I enjoy that. I don't have to pay shipping. When did, when is the uh, when does the change go into effect? So it's a rollout kind of thing. So it, it depends on when your subscription is changing with Amazon Prime. Uh, they said it could take effect as early as May 11th. What uh, I'm for, for what I'm users. asking is, is it possible to renew now at the current price? Yes, depending on where you are within your your year. Uh, if you're past June 16th, no. But if you're if, between May 11th and June 16th, there's a chance you could renew at the hundred dollars. What I'm saying is, let's say as of May 11th, you are eight months in. No, I see. What you, okay, so only you can only you only renew in that win, like if you're within 30 days. Correct. Yep. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. So uh, it, I, this isn't like I said, this isn't huge, but it, it is something that's making a few people I know of too also kind of consider it. So we'll see about that. The next topic is that Amazon would like to deliver packages to the trunk of your car. Asterisks. Asterisks on this all over the place. It's select cars. It's GM and Volvo, I think from what, 2014 and above that are equipped with OnStar. So like Correct. you've got to fall in a particular bracket. They're not delivering this to your. You, you have to be Pontiac like the one people. person that actually kept the OnStar subscription. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and your Amazon Prime. You're paying the hundred dollars on top of. The 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 OnStar subscription price. Let me ask you this, Brian. As a guy with no opinion on it, how many like give me a ballpark percentage of people that you think cancel their Amazon Prime subscription because it goes up twenty bucks? Percentage? Yeah, over under is over under three percent. Fifteen. Fifteen percent cancellation. You're crazy, dude. I think a, you're talking yeah. like point two percent if anything yeah i I think probably we're we're in the two to three range however they're charging an extra 20 so really anything less than 20 percent they're fine is a win it's like someone's like how can we make an extra billion dollars for bezos he can go to space hey you want to increase prime by 20 yeah there you go that that yes that guy he's got it i'm yeah so i'm sorry to switch back but it just sort of it sort of hit me like what really is the number of people that are gonna go this is too much money yeah not a lot at all. Me and like four other people. I refuse to pay an extra almost two dollars per month. <laughs> I don't use the service at all. So I'm like, I'm like that. Listen, listen, video. that six point three something cents a day. That really. Hey, that really stop influence. using value and let's talk about the cars. OK, because <laughs> here's the thing. I know it's select cards and whatnot, but all I can think about is there's somebody at this because people stealing your Amazon boxes is like, no, it's common. it's the guy. It's the guy. Hey, I have your package. That's great. Uh, it, my car called for an emergency pickup from the side of a cliff. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for bringing my beard comb. <laughs> I also just see some people going, oh, is that a prime box? It's in the car. Fuck it. I'm just going to break the car window and I've got a box. I got to I got to oh, know man. what it is. What's it's in the box? Paper. It's toilet in the paper. box. Um, it, Could have been an iPad. In the trunk, they're not going to see it in the uh, car. You have like a hatched hatchy back there with the, right. uh, the which is the back. video that they the, the picture that they use in the the Verge article to explain this. It's a guy in a hatchback delivering a, a box. Like it's you're just begging at some places to just have your car broken. If I it. see a computer shaped box, not me, not me. If me, <laughs> if I'm a criminal, let me just back up. <laughs> If I were hypothetically a criminal, there's too uh, many qualifiers in that sentence. Yeah, and uh, and I saw a MacBook shaped box being <laughs> delivered into somebody's hatchback. Like 
when the guy walks away, I'm doing the thing where like I I, I, I slip a piece of paper in between the the latch thing so it can't get in there and <laughs> just like casually like whistle around and then I have a MacBook. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> it doesn't seem safe. Allegedly and hypothetically, not you. Yeah, uh, right? allegedly. Right. Okay. Uh, Why is Amazon all about invading my privacy? Didn't they want to bring my groceries into my kitchen as well? They still do, but so did Walmart. That's so I mean, crap. here's the thing. Uh, this year, uh, this year, Amazon is going to be taking over a couple places of of Walmart's market share, including clothing and and actually selling of apparel. This year, Amazon is expected to overtake Walmart when it comes to, to apparel sales, which is just crazy. That is, yeah, mind blowing. I, I mean, mind blowingly crazy. So uh, they're just trying to do anything they can, Brian, to 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 get in places where no one else is now and just see if it works. I mean, they're re- they got so much money. They can just try something crazy, and if it works, like, great. Now we're going to put parcels on dogs and walk them around New York, and we're going to have oh, dog walkers deliver things. Oh, that sounds adorable. Right. And then, and then the first dog that dies in the street, they're like, oh, we're canceling the program. Oh, that's a much better idea than delivering packages to my yeah, trunk. I agree. Can I have a puppy deliver my MacBook? <laughs> yeah. I'd like a then, Labradoodle. But then here's the thing. Someone's going to steal the puppy and your MacBook. <laughs> but, but, but the puppy. Or you're going to have like homeward bound situations where your Mac, like you're tracking your package is like, it's in Montana. Why is it in Montana? I'm in Pennsylvania. It's, 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 it's going to be a mess. Here's my other question. Puppy. Amazon is apparently also working on a robot. That's kind of like a Roomba with an Alexa. And, and here's the problem I have with any of these like tiny robotic, no leg required, non real robot assistants. You can't go upstairs. So, like, do I have to get one for each floor? Like, is that yeah. how that works? Yes. I, I, I can't be, I can't be brought into this. I'm gonna wait for the, the, the androids from Bicentennial Man before I buy a real, before I, before I buy a freaking Roomba that can talk to me at all. Why do I need my vacuum to talk to me? Well, you're. I know that you know. If that were the case, I'd just hire you to come over and clean my house. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, over to the palatial estate. I can't. Right? Then, I can't then clean you. The oh, then estate. you could. Then you could keep the Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> I go. can afford it. I will pay you twenty dollars a month, buddy. You're you're welcome. <laughs> so that's all I've got for Amazon. They they want to get in your car. They uh, want to change the the price a little bit. And if you're really in Amazon, you're probably really excited about this. Want to get in your house? Want to get in your pants? <laughs> it's true. They want to, they want a camera. Here's they want a camera in your bedroom that takes pictures of you and your outfits to see how you look. They want you to. That's be, what li- it's there for. That's what it's there for. That is what it's there for. It's supposed to take. It's a lookbook. It makes a lookbook every day. But like, no, you look better in this outfit. So that's the Amazon. That's the Echo look. They want to have Fire Stick, right? So you're watching TV, right? You got to watch TV with 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 them. Uh, you've got an Alexa, uh, an Echo in your kitchen to tell you about you know recipes and timers. You've got the one that has the camera on it for like uh, Amazon's FaceTime equivalent, so you can talk to people and. And you can do it that way. Amazon just wants to be everywhere you are. They want to let people in your house. It's just em- grizzle box, em- grizzle boxing exactly. everything to my house. It's the grizzle box from Parks and Rec. And now here's my my last question: If there's a a person who's obsessed with having everything that is Amazon, what are the odds you think they're actually going to buy a GM or a Volvo specifically so they can have the the trunk delivery service? Um, fifteen percent. <laughs> I think I think it could be an influencing factor for sure. Yeah, like the CarPlay thing. Like, by the way, this will exactly come right. With the... Exactly right. Like, I I wouldn't even consider a car that didn't have CarPlay. Right. You may not even consider a car that doesn't allow uh, Amazon to put some uh, packages in your trunk. That just sounds dirty when you say it that <laughs> it, way. It does. It does. Yeah. Sound yeah. Right. It does. 
Well, then let's do this. Let's move on to the world of movies and TV in a segment that we call Screen to Screen. Okay, so there was a trailer that came out this week that was uh, pretty exciting. It it also got the internet a little riled up with a few things, but it is the 2018 movie Robin Hood. Uh, And we've got... Jamie Foxx and I can never pronounce Taryn, it. Taryn Edgerton. Edgerton. Thank you. I can never pronounce your name. Uh, starring as uh, Robin Hood. You guys seem to have a pretty big reaction to the trailer. Uh, give me some thoughts on it. I do. Oh, I do have thoughts about this. Whew. All right. Um, it looks good. It looks like Arrow meets Game of Thrones, but not without, not with, you know, three people that I don't care about. Um, it looks, it looks updated. It looks like the best Robin Hood movie since Prince of Thieves. I'm I'm down. I'm down. Plus Taron Edgerton, not only dreamy, but he's a badass. I'm I'm let's do it. He is a badass. Um you know what's funny is that I I watched the trailer twice and I immediately went, Who directed this? Was it John Woo? Because <laughs> is is he is Taron Edgerton required to be parallel with the ground That's prior so to firing yes. an arrow? Like oh like you couldn't John Woo movies, you couldn't fire a bullet without first doing a barrel roll or a tumble or a flip, right? Or 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 being horizontal with the ground in the air. I didn't air. see any doves. I was just saying, you, have to, you have to do all that through doves, through which he doves, did in Mission right. Impossible at one point. Yeah, too. so he did it, it in just, every movie. I'm I'm concerned with like you know, Zoolander can't turn left, right? He's got one look, whatever. Like I'm I'm concerned that he's laying out sideways for every single shot he takes. <laughs> That's so true, and I'm sure that's very inaccurate when it comes to archery. Like you can't actually like shoot well, a bow and arrow. Well, I, no, that's whatever. kind of the point, CJ. That's it's exactly the point. Is that right. this? This is this is you know superhuman, um, and you know that's that was sort of you know Robin Hood's skill in in every sort of iteration. The dude was just the most dangerous marksman in the world. This looks fantastic. I cannot wait to see it. Um, Jamie Foxx coming up big in a few spots uh, recently, but I mean, looked awesome. I don't think it's Prince of Thieves. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I, I know. I wasn't saying you did. Okay, but I'm, just I'm just. Sure. I mean, I'm drawing a parallel to the like the best Robin Hood movie we have, right? right which is Prince of Thieves. Yeah, Prince of Thieves. I agree. Right. So it's not that. Uh, it's not gonna have Brian Adams. So, which is a shame. Maybe maybe somebody will redo the song. It'll be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome? It'll can, probably it'll probably Darren Edge because he can sing real well. Yeah, yeah, he can. No, he's already he's already gonna show that off in the Elton John movies. Yes, he's, he's gonna be Elton John in the movie. He's gonna be young Elton John. That's awesome. Uh it is coming to theaters uh November of, of this year, twenty eighteen. Uh so it actually coming out relatively soon compared to some of the other movies. You know so, what it's gonna have to fight at the box office with? What's it gonna have to fight at the box office? Aquaman. Oh. I think this will be fine. Uh, mm. I think it will be too. Yeah, it should be fine. I hope it doesn't beat Aquaman. <laughs> I'm not. It's not. I don't think it's coming out the same weekend. I'm. I'm just saying, like similar time the, frame. Similar time frame. Gotcha. So this was a very interesting story that I I I actually had to read the headline several times. Hasbro is set to acquire the rights for the Power Ranger franchise. And more from uh, Seban for $522 million. And I did not think, and I, though I love them, I do not think that the Power Rangers are worth $522 million. But they're, they're also getting others. Yeah. I, what other Seban properties do you How much are the others? Know? 
what other save on properties are actually worth? I don't money? know. But maybe Hasbro will make a kick-ass toy or movie out of them, yeah, and then no, I'll yeah. know. You get the rest of Sabon for a Coke and a smile. You know what this means? I get Transformers meets G.I. Joe meets Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. All right, so here's what you get. You get the Big uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs, Digimon, Masked Rider, Cubakes, and VR Troopers, which don't matter at all. They they don't. Masked Rider was cool, but you're not going to watch that. Like, you're, no. Digimon's pretty popular. Yeah, but not $522 million popular. It's a good business move, man. I mean, it, it kind of it, it keeps Hasbro totally relevant. They took a real they took a real hit when Toys R Us closed. Like they took a real hit when Toys R Us closed. Right. Um. So this keeps them in, in like owning brands to supplement what they lost. And you know, frankly, Hasbro's. I, I know they're crappy, but they have a couple movies out there, right? Yeah. They they make they make money off the the movies as well, and then. I don't know how the toy sales go with these movies. I, I, I mean, when the first Transformers came out, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, Transformer toys are back. Plus the movie, but diminishing returns on that one. I don't think they're selling a lot of Transformers toys right now. No, but any any like they'll sell Power Rangers if the movie is marketed for kids. Uh, Yeah. Or uh, me, because I like Power Rangers and I'll probably buy I'll probably buy a, a new Zord, uh, Zord if, if it comes out. That's strange. Um, it's all, listen, everyone's got their thing. And for me, uh, Power Rangers, I was at a flea market and found the original Zord. And now I have two of them. I have two. Why? Why do I have two? I don't know, but I do. Um, I mean, so here's the thing. Do, honestly, Brian, though, do you think there's going to be some crossovers when it comes to these movies and, and these properties? Are we going to see something like that? I think they're stupid if they don't. Well, we haven't had any crossover right now in Hasbro's universe. G.I. Joe, right, Battleship, they, been, all this stuff didn't cross over. Yeah, I, I get that, but they, they've been talking about this for a long time and trying to bring at least Transformers and G.I. Joe together. I mean, Power Rangers is just another piece of the puzzle that you can kind of combine with. I, I mean, I think, I think, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next two years, but I think I think you could see them crossover, absolutely. If you could make a crossover, what's the one you prefer? I just said it. G.I. Joe meets Transformers meets Power Rangers. Oh, you want all three. Okay. Yeah, I want all three. Because, listen, once they're giant robots, I need Roadblock on the ground telling me what the hell's going on. Uh, I do want to revisit a topic that we talked about, uh, that I talked about last week, and I know you two have strong feelings for. uh, And that is the fact that Lethal Weapon is kind of right now on the bubble for season three. Update to last week's uh, uh, episode. The star has apologized for his behavior. He's he's put out an apology. Yeah, that's going to make everything better. I I hope that I hope it does. I really do because I just started watching the show and I already love it. So I need season three. But I need to know what do you guys think about this development and, and what do you think it means for the show? The show I think is incredibly important for this guy like if if this went badly he he you know he'd fade into oblivion i mean he is rigs at this point for me brian i think in the current climate that uh the movie slash tv industry is in i don't think his apology is going to mean shit and i think they're probably going to recast him and what do you think that does to the show if you recast him i can't think of many shows that have had success that way i think it gets canceled after a season or two it's done or you can't two re- you can't you can't i'll give him. i'll give it two to limp along 
Wow. Because if they like do gets canceled, them, like gets gets ha- canceled halfway through, it gets, it gets after the first season of the new person, they move it to a different night that no one watches TV, and then they just kind of slowly that's, it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I hope that's that's not the case because I actually do really like the show. Uh, so I, I hope that uh, Clean Crawford gets his shit together and makes an actual apology that matters, and they can renew it for a third season. You don't think this it's was like good. an like, this is the like a ultimatum? This is the come come to Jesus talk. Oh, this then, is oh absolutely. Well, so I mean, it, oh, having 100%. done that and having him, you know, publicly apologize, why would you then recast him? It. Um, I'm going to go with off Brian's fact. It's not so much like what the studio will want it be that the climate will push him that direction. They'll be going, I don't want to do that, but they will. So we'll, we'll see. I definitely want to keep people updated as it comes on. I I really recommend lethal weapon. Now I'm sorry. I didn't take your recommendation earlier. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Josh. And, uh, just final update for movies. Fox just going, fuck it. Why not? Uh, they are turning Monty Python spam a lot into a movie. It was already a movie. It's called Mighty Python and, <laughs> and the Quest, Quest for, for the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Then became a Broadway show, Spamalot, and then they're going to take the music aspect of that and everything that they did to change it from Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail and make it a movie. Mm. And not, not one of the live you know, productions like Hairspray and everything that they're doing that have been really successful. They're going to put it in theaters and make it a movie. Yeah, like you mean like Rent? Right. That was amazing? Rent the movie was not amazing. It was amazing. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. It Rent was. was amazing. Rent yes. the show, great. Yes, and having having most of the original cast come back made it amazing. You guys, you guys weren't in the theater for it. I was. Yes, it I was. I was in the theater for, for original Rent. cast. The original cast. Uh, but, well, it was hold on. No, it was nineteen ninety five. There's no. no way you were. in the I theater saw the original Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal when they came back and reprised the role for Roger, but Mark right. and Roger. But no. Not the original cast is is all I'm saying, and what right. I'm saying is it was true to form. I was, it was it's very nostalgic for me, obviously. So for people that have that experience, it'll be that way, and I think Spamalot could be the same. I've never seen it, so I, I can't. I don't have a connection to it. However, give me Hank Azaria. You know what I mean? Just let's let let's make it real. Who else was in that show? I don't remember the original cast. I, I saw it after the original cast left. I also am not a fan of Rent at all. So wait, wait. As a I, show, I'm excusing myself from the. Yeah, he doesn't like Rent as a show. Yeah, no, as a concept. I, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As, as as a thing. Yeah, Brian. Yep. Don't know. You're yo. These are the people you can't convert, Josh. There's nothing you can do. Brian. He's in that light. He's in there forever. He's in that. He's in that lane forever. I like a part of me just died. I know. I'm so I'm sorry. I, I'm well it hurts. It hurts, right? Yeah. It hurts. Um, crestfallen. I will say this, though. The, the only thing that uh, a glimmer of hope for this, maybe, is that the uh, original um, Eric Idle, the guy who actually penned, who wrote Spamalot, is involved with the adaptation of it to a movie. That's a good sign. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, Give I me all the Monty Python. I would have been fine with this as a live production on TV like they've been doing. For no, man, those things. suck. They're no, terrible. They suck. They no, they suck. don't. Jesus wa- Christ, Superstar was great with John Legend. Are you kidding me? My my kids watch. I I think they suck. Oh, you're 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 ridiculous. Laura likes them. I just I don't. Uh, well, I can't. there there you go. She's got better taste. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. If she married you. I don't know if she really does though. <laughs> Do you need me to leave? 
feels like a lover's quarrel. Well, Brian, you can't leave because we're going to talk about the world of comics, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting you this week, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! Let's start off with a follow-up from last week, and that is uh, Venom. You guys weren't here to talk about it. I need all your thoughts literally right now. You know, like, at the point in the trailer when he became Venom, that's when I lost interest. Really? <laughs> it looked awful. I don't think it looked awful. It looked awful. Did it look like Spider-Man 3 to you? No. It, it looked... Not asking you, Brian. Like a child did it. It looked awful. I I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. I disagree. I don't think it looked awful. I think it still needs some fine-tuning. What I do think is this. I got a very distinct feeling from the trailer that I'm not going to see a ton of Venom. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I guarantee you this is going to be Tom Hardy for two and a half hours talking to himself and then random tendrils will come out of him. And that's it. And that angers me. I am not looking forward to this at all. I'm very upset. I'm going to see it. I have to see it, but I'm not going to be happy about seeing it. The other thing we had talked about when this this was rumored, right, was you had talked about the fact that Venom being an anti-hero when he when that storyline came up in the comics wasn't very popular, right? People kind of liked it a little better when he was kind of just the villain or when he was just just an asshole, right? Yeah. And not an anti-villain. And they literally put the words anti-hero in the trailer. Yeah. Knowing that that's the angle they're coming on. So I'm curious. Well, to you're not you going to watch that. two and a half hours of a guy killing people. Nobody's going to watch that. I don't know. I've watched a lot of movies where that's actually the main person, right? Of just, you know, Liam Neeson walking around, killing people. John Wick, you know, walking around, killing people. Yeah, There's... but the guy's dog died, dude. <laughs> I get that. There's no dog dying in Venom. You don't know that. Oh, my gosh. That would make the movie infinitely better if Venom's dog died, and that's why he's coming after that. Or Venom ate his dog. I'm just I'm just not convinced. I'm not convinced. And I love Tom Hardy. I really yeah, oh, do. Yeah. This is the thing, again, where I, we, mm. we talked about this. I don't know if it was ever on the show. Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise is always good in movies, but Tom Cruise does bad movies. Tom Hardy has kind of the similar thing going. I usually really enjoy Tom Hardy and everything he does, but sometimes he's in bad movies. This is probably one of one of those things. And again, we're probably not going to see Spidey at all. So, yeah, take that well, for what it is. Of course not. All I right. just I just don't I just don't I just I don't get it. I need Sony to 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 keep their fluffer nutter no. out of my peanut butter and give it to Marvel's chocolate. Shit the bed, Sony, a whole bunch, and then let Marvel have it back so this way we never give it away. I don't want to go through that pain. Well, you're going to have to, just like you do with the Fantastic Four. I, 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 I'm done with that. Like They're not trying to make another Fantastic Four movie. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. All right, then let's talk about things that make us happy, and let's talk about some Deadpool news, because, man, oh, man... Were they having some fun this week? They put out a, a music video for Celine Dion's new song. And at first, you're just like, I'm not watching a Celine Dion music video. And then in walks Deadpool in his wonderful high heels dancing. And then, of course, at the end, mocking Celine Dion for going to 11. So this was hilarious. This was extremely tongue in cheek. But it was an actual song that they're going to use in the movie. Like, everything about this was so brilliant and so Deadpool. I hate Celine Dion with such a passion. I watched it, and all I could think about was, I hate you so much, even Deadpool can't save this. Oh, I'm sorry. really? 
the last five seconds was funny. The rest, I'm like, I'm listening to a Celine Dion song, my and wife, I don't want to listen to a Celine Dion song. My wife and I were laughing a lot. Josh, what I about don't you? like Celine Dion. Um, you sent me a link. It had the words Celine Dion in it, so I ignored it. Aw, <laughs> that makes that makes me sad. I wish I kind of wish total. I that is it, a sum total of my thoughts. Oh, I knew however long that was, I was never getting that time back. <laughs> All right, then let's talk about this. The, the way this article is 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 headlined, I think, is extremely misleading. Uh, Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds has some potentially bad news about Deadpool 3. No, there's actually great news about Deadpool as a, as a character. What they're basically saying is there's probably not going to be a straight Deadpool movie anymore, but instead we're going to get X-Force movies. Who isn't down for that? I think I think Deadpool works better when there's other people and he's bouncing off a team and that he's he's not necessarily always the focus and that he can kind of come in and do his weird stuff and come in and go as he pleases. So I think this is good news. I think we get a I, I think more interestingly than that, we get a cable and Deadpool movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's more likely. And I'm OK with that. I, Deadpool can't hold too much too much by himself. He always needs somebody there. Otherwise, yep. he just gets annoying. That's why even in the Deadpool first Deadpool movie, he's with Colossus and Megasonic, Megasonic Teenage. Teenage Warhead. So you and, think, and Dopinder. So what do you, what do you tell people though who read that article and were like, "Oh, I really wanted a Deadpool three. What do you what do you really tell people to assure them this is the right move? Don't You're still worry. getting a Deadpool three. It's just going to be called X Force, just like Wolverine one through three was called X Men one, two, and three. <laughs> right, right. Wait, 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 wait. There's an X Men three. There is. Oh. It's not good. I didn't know, but there, there is one. But really, it's it's Wolverine three. It's it's Wolverine and his buddies. Wolverine saves his buddies. Wolverine. Wolverine kills one of his buddies. Wolverine kills one of his buddies. <laughs> and then the Wolverine, and then Logan. That's that's what you get. We're not acknowledging uh, origins and the Bone Claws. Here. <laughs> we, we, we don't. We don't. We don't acknowledge. We don't that. speak. Of the bone claws. Literally at the end, Ryan Reynolds doesn't speak. Shh. <laughs> it, it didn't happen. I don't know what it was retconned in, in, in Days of Futures Past, wasn't it? Technically, so was X-Men 3. So we're all good. So there we go. You don't have to know those at all. You're you're fine. I mean, Wolverine Origins wasn't retconned in Days of Future Past, but Deadpool kind of oh, retconned it. Good. I I don't care. Fuck that movie. The movie was terrible. Brian, I still love you, Hugh Jackman. Everyone loves you know he's actually also still campaigning to have Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine for I read that. movies. I think I think if anyone's going to make it happen, it's going to be him, and it's going to be a ton in cheek fourth wall breaking moment when they do. Brian Thornton, Christopher Josephine Mellon. Oh, that was just that was just hurtful. I mean that that kind of stung. I felt like a personal attack. I'm sorry, Chris been, Josephine Mellon. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> now. I'm just I th- I vomited. We've been talking about an upcoming DC streaming service that doesn't have a name, and we're not sure exactly what shows are coming on it besides Titan and a couple other things. Well, guess what, buddy? We now have a name. It is called DC Universe. They Am tried, I supposed to be surprised by that? They tried really hard on that name. No, you're not supposed to be, because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't try. They didn't um, try. They didn't even try. Uh, we still don't have uh, any kind of release date in the sense of when the service is going to go live. Uh, we don't have a full lineup of shows, but we do know that we've got um, we've got Swamp Thing, uh, Titans. Uh, we got a Harley Quinn series in there. 
Um, what else is what else is? In the Are you not going to mention Young Justice season three? Young Justice season that three. is the reason I'm buying this subscription. Young Sorry. Justice season three and Titans. That is it. If they want to throw, I'll, I'll check out Swamp Thing. Whatever, screw it. But those are the two things I want. So here's the question I have with it: with all the streaming services that come into our lives, and you're extremely excited about having at least two shows on this network and not the rest of it. Are you asking me how much I'm willing to pay? What's the price? I don't care. <sighs> you're just. Have you seen Young Justice? No, I haven't. I I will pay through the nose to see a third season of that show. Like like you would you would sneeze. I legitimately a will. I legitimately will snort and then sneeze dollar bills for that show i need to know what happens it ended on a cliffhanger i need to know josh knowing our relationship with dc hearing the name hearing what's going to be on it thoughts and feelings uh brian can i use your password <laughs> i don't know i might have forgotten it by the time it comes out that's why you need a password manager can i can i just can i just leech that off you <laughs> cool? you know what i'm right on board for that as soon as you get it can you send the password over here I hope it allows multi-screen viewing. No, but yes. who knows? Well, no, obviously you get dibs. You right, get right, right. Kick either if one I see that you have too many, you know, devices streaming right now, I'm like, ah, all right, I gotta get off. But it's kind of like HBO Go, how no one really owns an HBO Go subscription. You just kind of borrow it from someone else who borrowed it from someone else. Uh, like, it's no, a- I, I have an HBO Now subscription that's mine. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm HBO not Go or HBO that. Now. Now, now, because okay. I won't sub- you like you get go when you subscribe, and I don't subscribe, and I don't subscribe to subscribing. No, I'm fully aware. You subscribe to leeching password. I don't subscribe to your subscription of subscribing. All right, last and final bit of Cape Talk. Um, is there a possibility that the Spawn reboot that we have heard so much about has officially found its star? Brian, didn't we say Jamie Fox? Didn't we say it out loud? Maybe not in recorded format, but probably. God, I felt like we I were thought on, you guys did. I, I felt really like did. we were on mic and we both said Jamie Foxx. We might have. I, w- I would I would have to go back and listen to the episode. I don't know why anybody would be shocked by this. It seems I mean, yeah. perfect to me. Seems especially great. given what Jamie Foxx has done recently, right? Obviously Django, but then Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be in Robin Hood. Like who who wouldn't figure this guy to be an action star, right? Yeah, absolutely. So might as well. No, I think this, this is isn't really going to be an action movie though. It's going to be a horror, more horror. What? Well, mm, yeah, but it's still Spawn. So there's got to be still going to have to blow up. A cape yeah. is going to have to be a weapon at some point. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, it's not going to be like a, a dramatic type role. It's, sure. It, right. That's but he that's, can do that too. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that he can do that. What I'm saying is he's... He can do comedy as well. I don't know if... I mean, the guys can do it all. He's a man of many talents. He's, I mean, he started as a comedian. This is... I mean, what are we, what, what are we doing here? I'm really what? confused. Can I just I, can I just start naming genres that Jamie Foxx ha- can do? What's happening, Brian? Jamie Foxx Jamie Foxx can be romantic as well. I, well, I, I think is- I think all of this is good. Oh, no. You know what? Did Maybe Brian, maybe Brian works for Jamie Foxx. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Hire Jamie Foxx for all the things. Do you work for Jamie Foxx? Are you like a promoter or some sort I'm, of an agent? Very possible. I wish. Oh my God. You basically, if, you signed him up for Schindler's Fist and Schindler's Pissed is what you just did. <laughs> yeah, you got Jamie Foxx doing space ask to really, to really uh, stretch his, oh. his, uh, his comedic whatevers. 
Jesus, Brian. I mean, have you seen the man's headshot? He's great. I just... <laughs> Which He's got many talents. For his dramatic roles, for his comedic roles, for his he, puppet theory. He also, like he's also able to play the piano. I mean... Tell me about how reasonable his rider is. <laughs> he only He demands- really does not demand a lot. I mean, he just wants all the green M&M's. That's it. He doesn't need any other M&M's, so I need you to buy six pounds of M&M's <laughs> and then pick out the green ones. And he really just would like them in a diamond-encrusted crystal bowl. Um, and he needs them waiting on the bed when he arrives to the hotel room. He's not that hard to deal with. He's a wonderful human being. <laughs> Jamie Foxx made me say that. <laughs> Are we done with the spot? Like, did we end spawn in an area that I can go, oh, well, that was great, everybody? Like, do I have that? <laughs> Uh, in a way that there's really Mr. Fox would like the spawn segment to go on for at least 10 more seconds. (laughs) He's very reasonable. I swear to God. The reasonable Mr. Fox. Is that what it is? All right. All right. So uh, I think this is exciting news. I think you're absolutely right that uh, no one's going to be like, oh, I can't believe we got Jeremy Fox. No, it's going to be great. Uh, Plus, uh, Tom McFarlane's got a lot of uh, sway and say within this movie so i do need to make it know that nothing has been official mr fox has not signed off on anything just yet we don't know what the future holds for mr fox (laughs) so i'm trying to end this i'm trying to end this all right ladies and gentlemen for some strange reason you still haven't seen uh avengers infinity war now is the time to leave thank you for making us your walk around your neighborhood and your drive to the movie theater you should go see this movie now uh, I want to th- I want to thank you and come back when this uh when this is you know when when you've seen it just come back to here and uh, enjoy talking about Infinity War. So you have now been warned. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're going to talk about Avengers: Infinity War. I do want to start with one thing real quick. Uh, the first thing I want to start off there is a website uh, didthanoskill.me, uh, which you plug that into your web browser and it will tell you if you were spared or slain. Uh, when Thanos was given all the Infinity Stones and wiped out half the population. Uh, so I'm very curious to see where you guys landed. Uh, and I'd like to know if you are with me in this world because I was spared or if I have to mourn your your death. Uh, the answer is yes. I was uh, slain for the good of the universe, praise Thanos, in Safari, but spared <laughs> in Chrome. So, yes. Really? I was spared across all all mobile platforms, every web browser, even at work. I'm talking about just from my phone. Right. Safari. Spared slain, you. Oh, slain. Slain. Google. Spared. So which one was first, though? Because I count the first as what happened to you. I don't give a shit what you count. What happened to you? I mean, you'll never know. Where's Burns? Where's Burns? <laughs> Ryan, were you spared or slain? I, I in fact, was spared. Hey, I, uh, I am a, a loyal follower of Thanos. Thank I don't you. know if I'd go that far. You just happen to get spared. <laughs> I don't. I don't think tomato. Tony Stark, who was spared, was like, "Yeah, I'm loyal to Thanos now that I was spared." No, no. I, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, maybe, maybe I was buddies with him. Uh, I was. I was spared. Jenny was not. So let let's start with some. Um, if you can, let's start with some first impressions. Uh, and I want to start with Josh because uh, you sent us a very bold text after the movie. So I'm curious to hear first impressions about this film. False. He called me first, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. And I said the same thing both times. It might be the best movie I've ever seen in a 
That is not me saying this is the best movie I've ever seen, nor am I saying it 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 ranks among my favorites all time. What I'm saying is I, I don't think there's ever been a, a more perfect movie theater experience made on film. So Avatar fans not suck it. Some, yeah, pretty much suck it. There's never been a better movie theater. Ex- there were four both times I saw it. There were four spontaneous outbursts of applaud. Like you were sitting in a theater, mm-hmm. a, like mm-hmm. a real one, not like a movie screen. Spontaneous outbursts overtaking the crowd. There was hysterical crying. That was me from two hours away. Those are my impressions. It it it, it was it was maybe the best movie I've ever seen. For me, it was it was definitely the the culmination of ten years, and, and honestly, more than that. Of of seeing nerd acceptance uh, throughout the the huge range of of pop culture, because there were people there who were new to it, who had just binged a whole bunch of movies, people who had just gotten into it, and people that have been there for, from the beginning and even beyond my experience. The thing I'll say too is that uh, I'll go on Josh's spontaneous applauding factor is is Jenny hates it. My wife hates it when people applaud or clap in the movies, even after movies ended. And my wife did it four different times. Started applauding during the middle of the movie, and so much like so much drama and tension going on that her her Apple Watch gave her a a notice about your heart rate's been elevated three different times throughout <laughs> the movie. Uh, one of them was with Chris with was with Chris Hemsworth, so I'm I'm letting well, that yeah he's dreaming. I'm, I'm letting that one I'm letting that one slide. Uh, but no, it was absolutely incredible, and it was everything it was supposed to be, and I am so glad. I stayed away from every trailer for this movie. I, I got a amazing experience. Words cannot describe how I felt leaving this theater. Only heavy, ugly crying and contentment. I was, oh, I was so happy. I was so happy. I was so happy that I'm pretty sure my girlfriend is worried about my love affair with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. To the fact that, like, the next day she's like, did you see it again already? I'm like, no. Do you want to go? <laughs> she was like. Right now? Right now? Right now? Like, right now. Like, she's like, you're at work. I'm like, I don't care. Right now. Let's go. Um, sh- is This is everything that I wanted it to be. And, and I went into there thinking I knew things. Oh, I nobody thought, knew a fucking thing. I thought I knew stuff. I thought I knew how this was going to play out and I didn't know shit. And that's what was really exciting about it is that I was completely surprised, completely just just blown away because I was like, I didn't think that would happen. But that's amazing. It's a reason. You don't a have to say that. Have you can job. say what it is. <laughs> any, any of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. I thought I knew how this story was going to go. And it didn't go exactly the way I thought it would. Forget about the ending, like everything, like all the little pieces, how how these characters interacted and how they met with each other and how they like interacted with each other. I thought for sure I, I would know how it would eventually all land in the one place. And it didn't go that way, but I liked it better the way they did it. And I was so happy with it. And they did not waste any freaking time making me cry when they started killing off people within the first seven minutes. And it's just, it was so good. 
Um, so good. So the, there's some burning questions, obviously, about it. But one that I, I'm very curious to to kind of get to the bottom with with you guys is uh, Loki. Uh, have we actually witnessed the death of Loki or is this guy again gonna somehow be the god of mischief and and, and get around this no I think he's dead I think anyone killed in pursuit of the stones is Is dead dead. does that include Gamora that's the next part okay anyone killed in pursuit of the stones okay I I have a theory go for it are we we at the theory let's go for some theories because you brought up Gamora right here is my theory. I am theorizing here that <laughs> you're being theoretical. I'm being uh, purely theoretical. Theoretically speaking, um, Mr. Fox has explained to me that there is this theory. In, in my experience in the comic book, every story that I've read with Thanos, including the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, Thanos is always the author of his own destruction. He's always the the guy who is always getting in his way to the point where it leads to his ultimate demise or the ending of whatever he was trying to do. I truly think that he is horrified and heartbroken by the fact that he had to kill Gamora. And I think he's going to try to bring her back. And that is ultimately what's going to reverse some of the things that happen and will lead to him being defeated. That's my theory. I have many theories about this movie, but I think <laughs> that's the, that, the that's one of them. That's that's how things get undone. Okay. Um, the guess again. I went into this movie thinking I knew things, and I, I don't know anything, so they're probably not going to do it. But I th- I think that might be that might play hu- a bigger role in the next movie. We got a message from uh, Brian Roman on our Patreon that says Infinity War was good. The gripes people have with the movie are easily explained away by Doctor Strange knowing what needs to happen to make the one victory condition out of 14 come true. Why didn't he use his portals to cut off Thanos? Probably resulting in pissing Thanos off and him murdering everyone there, then finding his severed hand and picking up from where he left off. Except Tony's gone, and when he was crucial for the victory condition. Well, why didn't Strange just give Thanos the time stone right out of the gate? The lack of the struggle would have left everyone there disheartened and untrusting of Strange. Okay, well, why doesn't Thanos have this obsession with... Why does he have this obsession with culling half the populations? Doesn't he know he could just increase the resources so they're not so finite? Because he's the mad fucking titan, that's why. So, (laughs) yeah, I like the movie a lot. It did pretty much everything I wanted it to do. It sets up the next movie well in addition to not leaving me feeling like this was an empty movie experience. Everything was paced well. It felt like I was watching a comic come to life. So that's I'm going to stop and seeing Brian Roman. And I want to say two things. First, I hope I did a good enough job reading this in your voice. First and foremost, ha- you know, having hung out. And, and understanding how passionate you are, I hope I did it justice. Uh, and if not, you know, fucking leave a voicemail, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think everything you said is valid, right? Because I, I, people have been coming at Strange going, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Uh, just, just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, okay, clearly Strange knows information that none of us know. And yes, I think... He needed to give the time zone away and Thanos needs to cull half the population in order for them to ultimately win. I definitely agree with that. The whole like because I heard this earlier today, the whole, well, why don't we just cut off Thanos's hands? Like 
here, here's my thing. And upon seeing it a second time, here's what I've kind of come out with it. It could be completely wrong, but here's what I've kind of drawn from it. This movie as an, as a whole is about limitations and how far are you willing to go to obtain something that you want or stop something that you want. And the fact of the matter is we've known all of these heroes to have very strict limitations. They're not going to kill anybody unless they absolutely have to. There's always a better way. There's always something that they could do without having to pull the trigger. I mean, you know, how many times does Thor need to spare Loki until we figure that out? Like, you know, if Thor would have killed Loki in Thor 1, none of this would have been happening. But he didn't. And this is all about limitations and pride. All the heroes, they don't want to cross that line. That's why we didn't kill Vision halfway through the movie. Why didn't we just destroy the time, the Mind Stone right away? Well, because they think they're better than that. And that's where the pride issue comes in. Thanos doesn't have any of that. Thanos doesn't have any qualms about doing what he needs to do to fulfill his mission. Whereas the heroes in this story do. They they have a, a very big problem with crossing that line unless it's absolutely necessary. And that's kind of what I how I view it, is that all that time, they're not trying to kill Thanos. They're trying to stop him just by removing the gauntlet. Right. And the only person who is willing to kill Thanos, only people who are willing to kill Thanos are people who have actually seen what he's capable of. Gamora and Thor. Nebula. Nebula. And Nebula. Nebula yeah. Who are not in a position to be able to do it. Obviously, you know, Gamora dies relatively quickly because but that's the other thing is like why didn't Gamora just let Nebula die because she her limitation is her sister her love for her sister she will not let that happen she just reconnected with her sister right. a couple years ago so and and Thor the entire time for, throughout most of the movie is trying to get the weapon to kill Thanos so he arrives a little bit too late to that party to make any real lasting impression because i mean if Thanos, if thor showed back up with stormbreaker 10 minutes after he killed half of asgard then it would have been over that's kind of what i got from this is that because the the original plan is let's just let's hide the time stone let's get rid of the mind stone let's get it out of vision so that we can hide it or, or destroy it like we don't have to kill anybody to stop this from happening right that's their own hubris and their own their own selves getting in their way and Thanos won because of it. And because Thanos doesn't have any of that. That's kind of my feeling on it. Um, but yes, Brian Roman, I love the movie too. Well done, <laughs> sir. Uh, um, here's the other part too. I really, I really thought it was interesting that this story was mainly told through Thanos and, and not he's through, the main character and right. And not through our, our heroes in the fact that at, at, even though he's sick and sadistic and he wants to kill half the world's population, the universe's population, there's at least part of you that's like, Oh, I, I kind of understand where this guy's like, I understand this. Like this isn't just a, a complete, like there's something there that you kind of like, Oh, I can empathize with this. He had a legitimate, he had a legitimate yeah. catalyst. Thank you. Right? And, and that's, that's what, that's that's what makes the story so ridiculous is that you're going so your world died you didn't eliminate I don't know how I feel about 50-50 I don't want to die 
do what you have to do. Right. Like you're, you're not you're like, just like, I hope they stop you, but at the same time, like his I, pursuit is justified because and it's even of punctuated. His it's even punctuating when he tells Gamora about the fact that your planet is a paradise now yeah. because of what I did. Right. Imagine if I could do that for the entire universe. Yeah, it's, like, one of, it's one of those things where and, you're like, I understand morally this is terrible and reprehensible, but I understand why you're doing what you're doing. Your motivation is actually clear. And Brian you're a good Roman villain. said that. He yeah. said he's the Mad Titan, and he is. It is. It is a batshit crazy idea. Kill half the people so that the other half may live in opulence. Right? I mean, that's insanity. Now, he went about it at random. Right? Yeah. Everybody was eligible. It didn't matter. Right? There's no. There's no one percent there. So, right. I mean, it's it's fair. It's just not nice, and nobody wants to ever think about it. So, it, uh, I mean, the movie was just so good. And you, I think, certainly Brian Roman, um, and then obviously Brian Thornton, just in a different... And I, CJ, I hope you heard what I did there uh, with the two different... But uh, certainly they have gone beyond... Like, I'm not at the theorizing stage yet. I'm, I'm still experiencing yeah, so, it. Right. I'm still soaking it in. Um, I was, I didn't, I didn't form any opinions or, or theories of how the story would go going into it. Even though I had seen the trailers, I just, I said, you know what? I'm not going to want to know. And I just want to experience it. And this was, man, it was really one of the best told stories that I've ever seen on film. So uh, Brian, I, I, I like, I can't say whether I agree or disagree. Um, and, and also Brian, I can't say whether I agree or disagree. They sound the same to me, just so you know. Um, but it's for sure this is going to give people fits for a oh, yeah. year. Yeah. The I mean, obviously the meme has taken over the internet, but the uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good moment. And watching oh, Peter gosh. dissolve, I'm crying. I would sit in the theater and be like, I'm, I, I, I cried. And I not cried even real man tears. And literally, not even the I'm not crying, you're crying, or they're sweating through my eyes. Like, yeah, I'm crying. I'm very sad, Peter Parker. God damn you, Peter Parker. Yeah, just it's it's it's. Hitting. I read that was ad libbed. I did. I heard that was ad libbed as well. It didn't get me. It didn't get me until he fucking apologized. Yeah. And then I lost it. Yep. He, he, he's, he's apologizing the- for dying. Here's the thing that I, I didn't even think about until after I left the theater. Peter is essentially Tony's adopted son. Yep. Right. We spent an entire Spider-Man Homecoming movie setting that up. And he even says in the movie, if you die, that's on me. Right. Which is why he keeps on trying to get him to stay home. Yep. And then he dies. I am. Uh, Tony's and he, broken. And Tony I was, is going I, like, to be a mess. That, so that was my only. Th- I, I wasn't. Look, I like Tom Holland. He's he's good. Right, but I was more emotional about, about Tony's the loss point of that view. Tony was feeling. Right, yes, and it's and punctuated by Peter apologizing to Tony for dying, saying he knows he's going to take it that way. It's on him. He's apologizing for the way Tony feels about him dying. I, I, uh, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going to cry again just talking it's, about it's, it. It is hard. Here's the other thing I'll say. Just like we talked about it, how Thanos was the, the main character of this movie. I Even though we got smaller time, you know, smaller sections of time with our heroes, I feel everyone was represented well. Uh, I think I loved this scene with Black Widow, 
Um, oh god, who who else was in the pit? I can't remember right now. Black Black, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, and Nokia. Yes, when they were down in the pit and they were fighting, yeah. I was like, yes, like this is the, that I was one of the spontaneous movie. out pauses, yeah. uh, applauses, outbursts of applause. What is happening with my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of those really emotionally and and energetically charged moments in the theater. So good. I was like, I will watch that movie. Give me that movie right now. Um, there's honestly a, a, a lot to talk about, and and I'm with Josh. I'm still processing it. I'm gonna go. See Are you movie. wrapping up? Are we done talking about this already? Uh, uh, no, I was. I'm asking, what do you want to talk about? What what do we need to what what do we need to cover that we haven't talked about? For me, the best part of this movie was the comedic interactions between characters who hadn't met yet. The small things. The I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. The, like, <laughs> that see, here's the thing, because this movie was so heavy from the first five, seven minutes, like Brian said, it was so heavy that, you know, seeing that Drax had learned to move so slow that he was imperceptible <laughs> to the eye, like things like that. Right. Or the I am Groot where he clearly told everybody to fuck off. Right. And, you know, they reacted to that. Those pieces, and it wasn't it wasn't just slapstick guardian stuff. It was every single character had their own lighthearted moment. Uh, I mean, I think even Vision had one, but you know, and you wouldn't expect that. But in 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 this whole thing that was so heavy and so hard to take, they did an amazing job of making all of us laugh. Mm-hmm. That was the best part for me. For me, the, it was the action that really st- stood out because it, it felt like it's kind of like almost when you watch Game of Thrones at, at one point. You you don't know who's going to get hurt, what the team ups are going to be, what's going to happen. And, and who, could someone possibly die? We saw a couple main characters die right in the beginning of the movie. So the, the stakes were high enough that every action scene wasn't just people moving their arms and having some weird shit happen, but also just really having some some great stakes and some some great team ups. Uh, the big battle scene in Wakanda. By the way, those those little creatures—that's what Venom should look like, in, in, in my opinion. Just you know, less less appendages. Um, it just it, it really kind of raised the stakes, and it, it felt like at any moment everyone could die. Uh, and you know that happened at the end, but it, it felt like at any moment it could just happen on the battlefield. I, 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 my favorite part of the movie is the two and a hours and forty five minutes that the movie lasted <laughs> from the moment I sat down from the moment I left the theater. Um, here's, here's the really cool thing that I think this movie was able to accomplish besides Red Skull showing up out of nowhere, which I lost my breath. Oh, that was a good reveal. And then changed my pants and then continued to go, like, it was awesome. We know, being fans of this type of genre, that death is not permanent, death is reversible, and everybody who was snapped away could will probably come back or it'll come at a cost, but they'll come back. But the really cool thing that this did was like, even though I knew that I was still upset by all of it. Like I was, you still felt it. You felt the loss. And that's something that's really hard, really hard to accomplish. And it's just like from the moment and the way they, they did, it was so, so good. Uh, and the so way they smart. did my Panthers. I was like, whoa, not even just, just the people. It's just like the, that from the moment people started disappearing. First off that brief moment of, Oh my God, they won. When you realize that 
Thor now has his axe in the middle of Thanos. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this could end up perfectly well. And then he says, you should have aimed for the head and then snaps. I was like, oh my God, he really did it. And then like from that moment on, there's no music. It's just, you're just watching and having to deal with all of these people that you've known for 10 years for the most part start disappearing and fading it, it, away and right. it just each one hurt a little bit more like eating away at me yeah and it's just it was so so good and then like after all that happens you see your main character thanos just smiling because he's done what he was supposed to do and you don't know how to feel right because you don't know whether to be happy that thanos accomplished his mission or really upset that all of your favorite characters are in this state right now i just so so ugh. Like that's all right. That's everybody's best part, and obviously Brian's best part was the entire movie. So, yeah, I, I'm not gonna. So when I, I'll say the worst part for me, and it has nothing to do with the movie. Like like th there was nothing bad about this. So I'm not saying this is a, a a poor decision, right? The thing that hit me the hardest as being bad, leaving the theater based on the only theory I have, which is. People that die in pursuit of the stones are dead. They're gone. I cannot imagine right now. The worst part for me is how Quill must feel. Yeah. And and when and when, if my theory's right, when she doesn't come back when everybody else does, oh my god, I'm just I I can I I can already feel the tears welling up watching that happen. If if my theory's right, which I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying. If he never sees her again, when that realization hits him, that's the worst part of be. this movie for me. No, absolutely. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that. Are, are you ready? Yeah. So I don't think necessarily everybody who faded away is dead dead. I think they're in the Soul Stone. And I think the first person who went to the Soul Stone was Gamora because that was the soul that he had to sacrifice. Oh. So Quill's in the Soul Stone with Gamora. So yes. he's going to be with her. And then they're going to bring everybody back and he's going to be torn away from her and he's going to have to deal with that. No, 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 no. That can't happen either. No, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm that, not okay. That's what's going to happen. Because you're going to have I agree. a whole scene of Quill saying, why did you bring me back? I'm not even sure, guys, why I'm so emotionally attached to, to Star-Lord other than he's Andy Dwyer. Like I, I'm, I'm honestly like, I just want him to be. Happy. Well, he also had that, that moment, you know, with Thanos and, and the no, internet. Got mad obviously at him. I'm like, I mean, he's totally worthy. That's not what I'm right, saying. Right, what right. I'm saying is I honestly think Chris Pratt plays this part so well that I can't not right. identify with. There him. was a tweet that said in, in guardians of the galaxy one, Peter Quill dealed with mommy issues in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he dealt with daddy issues. And in Infinity War, he dealt with in-law issues. Oh, that's just <laughs> It's true, but it's wrong. Right. I agree. Um, I mean, is there, I, there, listen, we could talk about this movie forever. And, and everything that we're saying, I'm sure you've had conversations with, with people already. Is there anything else that we kind of need to talk about for this movie uh, that, that we haven't covered? No, I've already pre-ordered it uh, on <laughs> iTunes. Um, uh, you know, I intend to see it in the theater one more time, and in between, which will be which will be more than. No, it won't. Kill Bill. I saw that 
four times. Here's my, my question, and I'm, I'm turning to, to the two of you. The movies that we have left on the slate before we get the next chapter of Infinity War. Let's face it, this really was part one. Um, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, anything else? Nope, that's it. Those those two. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Captain Marvel was the, the teaser at the end. That was her symbol uh, that was on Nick Fury's pager? It's an intergalactic beeper. Intergalactic beeper? Because, yeah. Yeah. And everyone needs to realize this was a bar setting. Oh, hell yes. And and, and a total statement. I don't see anything Marvel being from this point forward. Like Even Ant-Man and, and the Wasp? Wasp? It will be a film. <laughs> <laughs> and people will see it. And I'm hoping that it's entertaining like the last one was and fun. I'm hoping that based on everything that's happened, even though Ant-Man and the Wasp will happen before in the timeline, Infinity Wars happened. I'm hoping they ratchet up a notch on quality. I, I think they will. I think we that uh, Kevin Feige is, is not done. He just he just cleared it. He just closed book one uh, and it's now time to, to write book two. Uh, so listen, we want to have conversations with you about the movie on social media. So hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, search at that kind of nerd. We're also on Instagram at that kind of nerd podcast. Uh, you can also email us at nerds at that kind of nerd dot com. We'd absolutely love to have a discussion with this movie for you. But I want to talk about one thing that happened to me when I was sitting in the theater, which was letting these two guys know, hey, I'm in the theater. Just heads up. I'm going to be I'm going to be quiet for a while. And Josh was like, what 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 theater? I was like, oh, the, yeah, the local theater by us. Yeah, which one? I'm in the IMAX. Yeah, what seat? I'm in the middle. I'm here. And he stands up. I just see him just down in the front of the theater, (laughs) kind of looking around. And then we make eye contact. And then he, as we do, we make a scene. So he's like, yo, CJ, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, man, I'm very excited. And we're shouting across the IMAX. And there's... There's like the, the guy in front of us is just like, yeah, hey, man, nice to see you, too. And I'm like, hey, don't you be talking to him right now. I'm talking to him. <laughs> and then I, I go down and I, I, I see Clan Burns. I'm like, hey, how are you? I talk to them. They inform me this is the second viewing uh, for, for them, and I'll be going through it for the for the first time. So it's just nice to know that uh, when I was emotional at that time, that there was probably a crying Josh Burns, you know, less than 50 feet away from me. So what was happening uh, on on my end was Laura and Zoe were actually uh, two rows behind Christian and I. So when this text is happening, I like like ignoring that there's a row of people behind me. I'm like, babe, hey, babe, babe, (laughs) CJ's here. These two chicks behind me, they're like, CJ's here. I'm like, oh, you know, CJ. And they're like, <laughs> these two chicks just randos, right? They're like, what? Uh, no, we were just, you were saying, you know, CJ. I'm like, I do know CJ. And you're about to, I guarantee it. I stand up. I stand up. And I go, there he is. There he is. And there's this back and forth, right? The whole, the whole got Brian. The this, whole this theater is packed and silent. Mm-hmm. And this is how this is all transpiring. He comes over, sits, and then these girls are like, "So this is CJ." I'm like, "This is CJ. You should meet him." Right. And nice then guy. I, and then I took a moment to say, "Have you heard the good word of Movie Pass? Can I talk to you about Movie? Do you have a moment <laughs> for our Savior Movie Pass?" Uh, and I, I probably sold two Movie Pass subscriptions. 
Uh, but it was just nice to know that you were there in the theater. And then I went back to my wife and was like, I realized I just left you and didn't tell you that I was going to go down there. <laughs> Sorry. Do you need me to go get a refill of Coke? I need to get a refill of Coke. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. Gotcha. Uh, so it was good times. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk about. I'm sorry, I missed it. I wish I was in it, that theater. I, it would have been. Oh, that had been some shit. Would have been. You should have been in the other corner, and then <laughs> right. like, hey, oh hey. man, that had been some shit. We probably would have gotten kicked out, but then like smooth talked <laughs> our way back into it. Yeah. You know. The really the thing is that if Brian had been in that theater, it would have been with Melissa and Paul, and it would have been a very awkward loving hug mm-hmm. between Paul and I in mm-hmm. front of the entire theater. That would have been very would have ended in applause. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, they found each other. <laughs> it's guy love between two guys. I, I want to thank you guys so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd Well welcome to the club cause you were that kind of nerd I am CJ Mellon joined as always by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton What up? Hola! For our Spanish-speaking listeners. Because it was Cinco de Mayo, right? Really? Okay. No, it's it's not Cinco de Mayo, though. But it was. Well, I mean, we're, but we're, we're recording on Star Wars Day. It is May the 4th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Do you know what? It was so weird. I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a new job, and I am the most nerdy person in, in my position. And Why is that no, weird? Because nobody made any Star Wars puns the entire day. I went through an entire day with with talking to groups of people, and nobody said, "May the fourth be with you." None of that. That's just sad. Yeah. So I didn't bring it up. I wasn't going to be that guy. So you're yeah. always that guy, though. I know, but I'm I'm trying to 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 not be. Like I'm going to be thirty. Like I I need a I need to straighten up some parts of my life and just it, put some kind of filter in there. I don't I don't think that needs to be the one though. Like that happened yeah. to me today. I went to lunch at the Shelby. And like I'm I'm an installation there at the bar. Like if I'm home on a Monday or a Friday, that's where I'm at, right? So I'm just I'm talking to like a couple of servers and the bartender and I'm realizing how old I am because none of these people have any idea. And like they're like, all right, hey, um, we're all going to Chili's for Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, A, no, I'm never <laughs> gonna go to Chili's with you guys. And B But Dollar Coronas. B, why are you going to Chili's on Star Wars Day? And they were all like, What do you mean? It's Star Wars. Like, may the fourth be with you. They were like, "What?" And like, only See, the like one like the bartender got it. Nobody. And the, this is the thing. It, this is a new phenomenon. This is a new. This isn't something that's been around for for years. This is recent. Is it? It is. We just started. I'm sure Hallmark got involved in some way, shape, or form. You're saying Hallmark created Star Wars Day? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But what I'm saying is, an elaborate ploy to sell it, greeting cards. <laughs> Oh, because you know those right. Star Wars Apparently, Day well, cards. it's it's only been observed since 2011, but the fir- the reference was first used May 4th, 1979. Right, but 2011 is when it actually kind of like became, became Star Wars Day. Be- yeah, it became the thing that you, that it is today. 
So here, here it is. The, the first time it was said was uh, regarding Margaret Thatcher, which has nothing to do with Star Wars. Um, but apparently astrophysicist and author Jean Cavellos used the saying in her book in 1999. So there you go. The more you know. It's amazing what a Google search will do. No kidding. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> now, what you don't know is that someone just edited that article and now it's no longer valid. <laughs> that data is not available to anybody else anymore. 